Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most to you as Catholic parents, and then we invite you to listen in on our conversations. And it is our hope and our prayer that in listening in, you'll be able to gain the insight and the wisdom, maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. So on today's program, we're spotlighting, um, we've had a, we have a lot of teenagers in our diocese doing really awesome things this summer, um, different service retreats and different leadership retreats and that sort of thing. So we thought we would spotlight one of those today. Um, so I have with me three students who participated in a program called Blessed Week Ever. It was a joint venture between uh, Church of the Resurrection and St. John Newman Parish. So why don't you tell us your name and where you go to school? Uh, my name is Caitlin, and I just graduated from Delaware Hayes. My name is Eric, and I go to Olin Tangy High School. Uh, my name is Mary, and I'm going to the Knox County Career Center. Great. Well, thank you all for being here with us. Um, I thought it would be. I thought our listeners might be interested to hear what Blessed Week ever is, and um, why you guys chose to go, and what you did while you were there. So, why don't you just um, give us an overview of Blessed Week ever? Describe the program to us. What what is it? Um, so, Blessed Week ever, um, we spend like a week. Uh, both parishes spend a week um, down in Columbus, and we just kind of go to different charities and organizations within um, Columbus. And it's really it's really awesome experience to be able to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ and to grow in your relationship with God with the people around you. Okay, Eric or Mary, you want to add anything to that? Uh, Caitlin pretty much covered it. It's just a really awesome week of service, and then um, we do that all all day during the day, and then in the evenings we do um, like youth group activities. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, you get a lot out of it. Don't forget the dance party and the dance party. Yes, end of the week dance party, right? <laughs> um, so why did you guys sign up for Blessed Week Ever? What uh, Caitlin and Eric, I know you've both done it before, so you knew what you were getting into. But Mary, it was your first time, right? Yeah, so it was my first time. I mean, uh, I had planned on going like a couple years before, but I never had the chance, I, either like money wise or I was doing something. But this year, I actually got the chance to go, which made me really happy. And um, I really didn't understand what I was getting myself into until I actually did. <laughs> okay, but um, it turned out to be a great experience. Uh, I actually, my mom told me when I got home, "You grew up in an entire week. It you get one week, and now you're an adult." Because, like, before, I had a lot of trouble, like, obeying my parents and understanding that I'm more fortunate than a lot of people. But after the week of service, I, like, got it down. I'm, like, way more thank. I, I should be way more thankful for what I have. Oh, my gosh. We're about to get flooded with phone calls from parents who want to sign <laughs> their kids up for Blessed Week <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Mary. That's that's great. And it does. I mean, would you agree with that, Caitlin and Eric? Does it open your eyes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I've gone for the past three years now, and um, every year it's just it's such an eye-opening experience, and it's just so beautiful to, one, realize that you, you're helping so many people just by the simple things that you're doing. And it's humbling to realize too that you know i'm in such like a well-off position 
and uh, you hear stories from some of the people and you realize this can be taken away from me in an instant. So, so what, were th- what were some of the sites you visited? Where were some of the places you worked throughout the week? Uh, one place you went to was Join, which uh, I don't remember. Joint Organization Joint, of yeah. Inner City Needs. Thank you, yeah, thank you. I went there, um, and then we also went to um, Saint Lawrence Haven, which is like in a, which where they feed, uh, free, give free meals out throughout the day. Um, we went to Traley Center and the Dow Center, which are both places for kids to go. And then um, my group also went to a nursing home uh, for um, the experience. Yes, the experience. For the experience. So all all different types of people, all different types of agencies. Were there any, what was your favorite site? Oh, mine would probably, it, it's probably like the Traley Center, like for all the kids places we want, the Traley Center was my favorite. Traley Center, Traley. okay. That's yeah. in the American Edition neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then like for uh, all the places we went that had like not just kids in them, it would probably be choice because like all of those people that came in, like... A lot of them, they were just even though they had to come into Choice and get their food, they were still really happy and had hope. Uh, some of them didn't, which I really, my heart went out to them. But a lot of the people did, and that made me uh, feel like I was like actually uh, helping someone. And Choice is a food pantry run by Lutheran Social Services, where people can co- come in and sort of shop. They don't, they don't. No money is exchanged, but they can shop for their groceries, and they have a choice in what they, what they get to select. So. What about you, Eric? What was your favorite um, site? One of my favorites was Join, um, but I know Caitlin's going to talk about that, so I'll save that one for her. Um, one of my other favorites, though, was St. Lawrence Haven, um, which is um, different than other food pantries because um, it's open once a day and you give lunches um, to all of the homeless in downtown Columbus. And um, it's it's really uh, amazing because we, we were able to serve almost 350 people Wow. Um, in two hours. So, wow, and and that was sort of at the beginning of the month that right, you were there right. too, right? When people had just gotten their government assistance checks and such, they get busier right. as the month goes on, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. Okay, it, I think uh, their record was right around six hundred at the end of um, one month. So, wow. What about you, Caitlin? Well, like Eric said, uh, my favorite experience was probably when we went to join. Um, uh, while there, I sat in with Sister Sharon, who was just someone that like uh, works there, obviously. And um, it was just really awesome because she helps out with like utilities such as like gas and electric. And it was just really, really powerful for me to see people that come in and like they're just so humble when Sister Sharon would help them. And um, I was there was this one woman there who she like she came in and this is Sister Sharon like she's obviously a sister you know married to Christ and then I'm a pretty holy person I like to think so myself and so, and this girl comes in here and she starts like witnessing to us like like don't like lose faith in God and like I was a really powerful experience for me because here's this woman who is like obviously struggling but to have this faith still and be witnessing to me and Sister Sharon like I thought it was really amazing and so that kind of just made that entire experience a joint for me. Yeah, you you go in to an experience like that thinking I'm going to serve, I'm going to help and and like Mary, you you talked about how you came out a different person, a, a more mature person, you know, it it really changes your perspective on thing and on things and um Eric and Mary, was there anyone Caitlin talked about the woman who particularly touched her life. What about for you guys? Was there anyone you encountered during the week that really had an impact on you? Oh, uh, when we were at the uh, Dowd Center, uh, there's this little guy, his name's Carlos. And uh, we were, he's there, uh, what they were doing is they were setting up a set and getting everything ready to make like news broadcasts as a 
little thing that they were doing. And so uh, me and Carlos and uh, a couple other people, I can't remember who it was, but we went and we went down to the library and we went to go and set up the maestro that they had like a uh, uh, thing that they could make uh, slides and movies and stuff on and like everything set up so that the technology side of it's done. And Carlos was just, he was really happy that uh, he had somebody to help him with that because I could tell that he really liked the technology side of things as he was one of the camera people that was doing stuff with those. And uh, before we actually had to leave, uh, he was like, so are you guys coming back tomorrow? And I'm like, well, other people are coming back, but not us specifically. And then he got like really sad that it wasn't us coming back tomorrow or the next day after that. And I was just... He was one of the people that really like got to me. It was hard to leave him. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that you may never see him again. Right. Yeah. What about for you, Eric? For me, there were uh, actually two people that really stood out to me. Um, so we were at the Traley Center and there was this little boy named Ben. And um, the entire time we got there, um, he was talking about how much he wanted like a cross necklace that he could wear. And um, so I had one on, but at first I had it inside my shirt. But at some point it came out of the inside of my shirt and uh he saw it and at one point um like was admiring it and um like right before we left he was asking me if maybe he could have it and um that was it was a really special cross to me because i got it um right before i went to rome for the canonization so it's blessed by the pope um which is something that i thought was pretty cool um and so in the end i ended up giving it to him and just oh the, the smile <laughs> that it brought to his face and how happy he was to just have something as simple as that um was just it was like really heartwarming um and then at join well uh, wait let me interject oh, okay, because okay. i mean did you wonder okay did the pope bless that cross specifically so i could give it to ben you know is that all in god's plan for you know it's it's <laughs> really it's re- god works in mysterious ways yeah and that's cool. uh, so i thought that was really cool um and he did promise that he would um cherish it and keep it safe um so that was really cool um, but then at join, there was a guy who came in and he had just gotten a full-time job. Um, and he was on a temporary work order for them for a while. And, um, he was barely able to make ends meet with that. Um, like he had just enough money to keep his house and get enough food for his little girl. Um, but he was like, they were both living off of one meal a day. Um, and now they were like set and they would be okay. But he needed bus passes and medicine for his little girl to get him through until he got his first paycheck. Um, So he came in and he was so happy, one, about the job, but two, we were able to give him just enough bus passes and um, the medicine he needed um, for his little girl. And like he was so happy and just witnessed to us about how um, how much joy uh, there can be, you know, from simple things like that. So you see a lot. um, I mean, poverty is is hard obviously and and even in this country we don't even know poverty like they know in in some countries but people it doesn't it sometimes seem like the people who have less are closer to god you know they're not i i experience that a lot when we go and do different service that people who have to rely more on god trust god more and and are you know have better communication with god we we let our stuff and our comfort and whatever get in the way i do anyway get in the way of my relationship with God and suddenly something goes bad and I'm like, oh, hey, God, it's me again. <laughs> I haven't been here for a while, you know? So anyway, 
Um, tell me about so so Eric, you mentioned that during the evening uh, you do youth group stuff. So what does that mean? Tell me about the evenings on Blessed Week um, Ever. What what were some of those activities? So every evening uh, we did different things. So some nights there were talks. Um, other nights we had mass and adoration. Um, and then we had a silent night, um, which was really cool. What's um, a silent night? Like Christmas? You're celebrating Christmas? Caitlin, go ahead. So it's uh, <laughs> so like the silence was uh, we basically just there's like no communication between like all of us. And we just really have to focus on like ourselves and like focusing on relationship with God and so we kind of we did like a silence like we started it in the evening and then we did it until morning and it's just really and for me it's just really powerful um, because you literally you don't talk to anyone so you just get to have this one-on-one time with God and I had previously done it at another conference and like it really just changed my life and I have such like and when I love the silence now like it's just I find it so profound because it really gives me that one-on-one time and so when we got to do it I was so excited and I just think just having, I think that the silence is really important because we get so caught up in all the noise, like just all the noise in the world and with the people around us. But I think um, the silent like times are just really important because you really get to just grow with um, Christ. Is silence, just as a side note, is silence hard for you guys? Is it hard to be yes. silent and be still? Well, yes and no. Okay. I mean, uh, silent, like at my house, it's very loud and rambunctious. And so there's a lot of like loud people. But like, being there and having a whole night devoted to silence and talking between you and God and just that communication, it was really easy for me to do that. But if I like just had to be quiet at my house, it would probably be way harder. Okay. Since the silence was structured, you were able to yeah. embrace it. And we should mention that you stayed at the St. Therese Retreat Center on East Broad Street. Props to St. Therese Retreat Center. Those people are amazing. And that place is beautiful. If you're like ever looking for a place of retreat, um, definitely check it out. It's so peaceful and wonderful to be there. With good food. With good food. Yes, yes. And you watched a movie each night called The Line, Right, yes. which is a very eye-opening movie. It can be found online. I think it's just at theline.com. And it's about poverty in America and the people it touches. And um, it shows this broad range of, of, different, of people who are, um, who are living below the poverty line or on the poverty line or just above the poverty line. And it's quite eye-opening. It's, it's people you could encounter in your own neighborhood. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and today we're here with Mary, Eric, and Caitlin, and we're talking about an experience they had um, this summer called Blessed Week Ever, which was a service retreat they did uh, in and around Columbus. It was a joint venture between Church of the Resurrection and St. John Newman. Um, why do you guys think it's important for Catholic teenagers to do to have experiences like Blessed Week Ever? Um, well, I mean, for me, it was the whole, like, being humbled and understanding that, hey, I'm way better off than a lot of people. I shouldn't be taking what I have for granted and be thanking God every day for what I have. I mean, that's like, for me, that's a big part of it. Okay. And for other people, it may be different, but that's that's my uh, outlook on it. For me, I think one of the biggest things was just um, noticing um, how many blessings God really has given us, because we take so much for granted all the time. And... Um, when you go and you see people who literally have nothing, it's just really eye-opening to realize, wow, God is giving me so much, and I don't care, you know. So it really changes 
like opens your eyes to that and helps um helps you appreciate what you have more uh i would say that it's just really like we live in like a really materialistic world and so i think that having like experience like this just really open your eyes and like mary said like really it can be really humbling and personally i get such joy out of being able to like make a difference in someone's life so when i have these experiences it really just humbles me because i'm able to like give someone else stuff that like they don't they may not have but i can help them like to get the stuff that i have great a couple other elements of the trip i wanted to ask you guys about um what a blessing to have had two seminarians with us yes oh heck um Dan Swartz and Austin Hill. They are both assigned to St. John Newman this summer. What's it like hanging out with those guys? Like, what do you what do you learn about life? What do you learn about vocation? What do you learn about serving our Lord from from Dan and Austin and oh, other seminarians? Oh, Dan and Austin, they're they're fantastic guys. I mean, um, Dan, I remember from like a uh, like a year or two back when he was around, and uh, Austin, like. Last year at uh, youth group was when I started to see him. But, like, you learn, like, so much from him. Like, being in seminary and being called to, like, being in one of those devotional things. Wow, I can't think of the words. Devotional places that I can't. Never mind. I'm just going to, like. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I would would help you, but I don't know where you're going. (laughs) Never mind. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Uh, But, like. You don't have to be, like, in a strict way of doing things. You can have fun with what you're doing, and you can, like, really teach people that just because I've devoted a life of chastity and everything that I'm doing doesn't mean I can't have fun and be like normal people, right? which is what a lot of people think. And, like, you learn that a lot from both of them because they're, like, they get, can get pretty wacky. They they are fun, but they are very, very holy. Dan gave a talk on... Our, our theme was... Um, Based on, there's a contemporary pop song called by Philip Phillips called, I think it's called Raging Fire. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Turn my heart into a raging fire. And as we Catholics always like to do, we take these contemporary songs and manipulate them into <laughs> songs about Jesus, <laughs> which is what we figure everything's about anyway, right? We're always striving for joy and striving to, to fill our our the holes in our hearts with our Lord. So anyway, um, Turn My Heart into a Raging Fire. And the T-shirts were a Sacred Heart logo, and and Dan Swartz gave a beautiful talk teaching about the Sacred Heart, um, which which I thought was a great, just reflected so beautifully what we were doing that week. So um, I don't know any other reflections on uh, Dan and Austin and having the seminarians with us. Well, personally, Austin, um, I got to know him last year, and he his holiness is so awesome, and like it is just so contagious and. I I really enjoy getting like being able to like watch him grow because so he like he was actually um gonna like go do a different job before entering seminary and he like just decided that um over like the summer basically or like I guess towards the end of the school year that he was actually not he's gonna give up this job and go into seminary and like that's something that I just think is really just so awesome and I really look up to him for that because that's such a sacrifice like that he's gonna go into seminary versus like going to the job that he's like worked so hard to be able to get to that point. And um, I just really look up to him for that, for able to like lis- like listening to God's call and just really um, hearing what God has to t- um, has in store for him. Yeah, and it's it's cool for you guys to hear that story, and for all of us to hear that story yeah. and think, oh wow, people really do make huge sacrifices for Jesus, and they're happy about it. <laughs> yeah, 
I know uh, for me, I'm discerning the priesthood. So seeing two seminarians who are also discerning the priesthood, uh, you know, just in a different uh, manner, um, it's really, uh, it helps me um, in a sense because it, like, it helps to show what that life is like. And um, it's really cool to see that, you know, they're not just all serious and like, always praying or anything no they they have fun and they're these great guys and so i think that was like really cool yeah i mean i i know a lot of seminarians but (laughs) (laughs) we were just really blessed to be able to spend the week with these two guys we were also really blessed to have father don franks come and celebrate mass for us uh on monday night of that week (laughs) he loves jesus so much doesn't he yes he does and he loves you guys so much he's just very he's so we got a selfie with him Selfie with Father Ooh, Franks. Super jealous. Holy envy right now. <laughs> Holy envy. You were there. I wasn't in the selfie. Yeah, you were. Are you sure? Okay. I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> then um, also we began each morning to, by praying the rosary, which I thought was really peaceful. Prayer is a great way to start oh, yeah. the day. Well, yeah. Honestly. Prayer is so. a great way to start the day. Prayer with 50 people praying with our Blessed Mother is okay. an awesome way to start the day. It so. sounded amazing. Yeah. It, we're in the chapel at St. Therese and it just this real echoey it's just it sounds like a you know monastery it sounds like Gregorian <laughs> chant um but i also then wanted you guys to talk about um exposition and adoration that was a very powerful evening Ooh, yes adoration is always awesome like i just i'm just so in love with jesus christ and i just love like just having him right in front of me like it's just awesome <laughs> you know, and there were, there were, so the monstrance was up on the altar and everyone was sitting in the pews or, or kneeling in the pews, but there were three um, kneelers right in front, three or four or five actually, right in front of the monstrance. And everyone at some point took, like, took a turn kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Everyone needed to be closer <laughs> to Jesus, <laughs> which is, it was just really powerful. Yeah. Uh, so my row. Like I was, it was uh, me and three other guys, and uh, I was the only one not crying in my row. And I'm like, crying is like a really profound way of like how you express your uh, adoration and uh, sorrow because, or like being sorry for like uh, what you did because we had uh, reconciliation as well. And so they were all in like this big cuddle group. And I was just kind of, like, sitting here. And then, so, like, then, like... It was a bro thing. It was, like... And then, like, Wayne pulled me into it. Oh, and so, like, they let you in their bro moment. Yeah, they their bro mint. The bro mint. I was in the bro mint. And, like, the whole, like... It was a big thing. Stop laughing. I see you guys laughing. <laughs> no, it was really powerful. Everyone was... And, like, like Mary said, there was reconciliation concurrent with um, exposition and adoration. So, I mean, where else would you have wanted to be in that moment? Yeah. So, and I don't know anything to, else to add about your reflections about that. I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. But adoration is always awesome, and uh, I had the pleasure to serve adoration. So it was really cool to be up there and you know help um, Father Sizemore um, expose the Blessed Sacrament and just be a part of that, like to such an extent. Because it's like, wow, it's I'm I'm this close to Jesus. You know, I'm I'm two steps away from him. So. Adoration is one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. I just think it's really awesome when you see, like, all of your friends just sitting there praising, praising Jesus. I think it's awesome. Singing songs. So, yeah, and just all singing together in yeah. front of our Lord, and I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. And and you don't, I mean, it's a very specific setting for that, right? 
So now you all will go back to school in the fall and kind of routines and back to the stuff you do. So how do you carry that blessed week ever, Jesus high, through? Just how do you keep carrying that on? What do you guys do specifically to? Well, continuing to go to adoration is one of the things that I do. Like, because my mom has an adoration hour at uh, St. John Newman that I'll sometimes go with her too. And uh, praying, I pray, I, I pray the rosary a lot at home. And like, and then just remembering, like, to humble myself uh, is one of the things I can do that will help me from last week ever. Just, okay, so I'm more, I have more things than a lot of people. I don't need to be complaining about not wanting to do the dishes and stuff. Right. So it's just one of the things. Um. So, like I said, I went to this conference, and so I, um, I really, um, my faith really grew in this conference, and so um, that was about a month before Blessed Week ever. But um, what conference was that? It was, it was. I went to Lead, which is um, at the which is um, part of a Steubenville Youth Conference, Steubenville, Steubenville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, since then, I think there's been I think three days um, since um, then that I have not gone to either Mass or Adoration because like I just like if I'm not if I can't like be in His presence at least like like once a day like it's really hard for me and so and even when like the jesus high you know like fades like the week after like i just keep it going and keep it going you have to work at it right when you're at blessed week ever other people are doing all the work for you right and making that all happen but then when you leave you have to you have to do the work right so that's something that we have to remember i was also at that conference and one of the things that they um helped us do is um create a a personal prayer life uh, with god and um, so I know, like, for me, it's been hard to maintain um, that. And I shoot for 30 minutes every day. Um, and But I've, I've only missed it a few times. And um, every time I get to experience that, it just turns my whole day around. Like, if I'm having a bad day and I do that in the middle of the day or, like, whenever I do that, it just it really helps my day. Well, we are out of time. So I just wanted to thank you all for coming and sharing your reflections on the week And um, we'll just quickly pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you and we give you thanks for all we have. And we give you thanks for the opportunity to serve. Help us to always take advantage of those opportunities. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.